Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Your number one stop for stellar reviews of volumes, arcs, or stories that us or yourselves choose. You can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and the replay on all podcast networks. Take a seat, get yourselves and your opinions ready, as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your hands together for your hosts, Shane, Phil, and Scott, as they kick off this week's discussion. Ahoy hoy, and welcome to this week's let me try that again. Sorry about that. I got a little bit tongue-tied. <laughs> Ahoy hoy, and welcome to the Nerdhood Comic Book Club. I'm this week's host. See, I got my words around the wrong way. I'm uh. this week's host, Shane, and I'm joined, as always, by this Superman up here, Phil. Superman? Me? Hello. You? What am I going to be? <laughs> <laughs> and, and this super boy up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we super boy! Ooh. Hi, hi, everyone! So cute. <laughs> I was going to call you both Supermen, but then I realised, like, no, that's not right. I have to give you a different name each time because that well, wouldn't at least be you fair. Didn't call would me it? Um, Bizarro or something. No, I wouldn't be mean. That's fair. No. There's nothing wrong with Superboy. Superboy's a great character. He's a great guy. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, it's my week to host, which means I pick the book, and I have picked for my first book of 2023, Supergirl Book One from DC Comics from 1996, which was written by the amazing Peter David, drawn by Gary Frank, with colours by Jean D'Angelo and letters by Pat Prentice. Yes, I got, I got all the names right because I got the easy names. Scott gets the yes. hard names. Oh, I always get the, <laughs> the Spanish ones and the French ones and God knows what else. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I pick books with easy names because then it's easier for me to pronounce. Is so I don't have how, to go to that, Google. And that's that how I pick how my books. Pick books. Did I not oh. tell you? It's been three years. Oh, You're just what? learning my secret now. <laughs> just turns out every Harlequin book has got an easy name on it. Yeah, it's done by the Dodsons. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> I can say that. Right. <laughs> But yes, before I give a synopsis, let's say a quick hello to who's in the chat at the moment. We've got Liam from the Funky Gibbons. Heidi Ho, thanks for joining. We have Martin from Sonics Comics. Evening all. James from This Week in Metropolis. Evening, gents. Hope you're all doing well. You too, James. Um, yep, so that's all so far, but we'll hopefully more will join as we talk about Supergirl. Let me give a quick um, synopsis for this book. So um, when a young woman named... Oh, yes. My apologies. Not, not, Thank you, Scott. This is all right. I will actually acknowledge this as oh. well because I'm not very professional. So you have to keep me in line. Thank you very much. It is Nerd's Choice. No, it's not. It's Herd's Choice this week. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't been drinking. I promise you this alcohol free beer. <laughs> uh, it's Herd's Choice this week, which means at the end of the show, you will get to pick what we are reading next week. So pick something good in mind and keep it there so at the end of the show we'll give you a timeline and you can drop it in the chat we'll put it on a wheel and one of you will get to have your book chosen for us to read and you will also get sent some comic book club swag you'll get a notebook bookmark and stickers yes very sought after we've only given out two this year yes we've only had yeah. two choices this season haven't we yeah. But yes, you could be the third recipient of one of these. <laughs> Back to the synopsis. So when a young woman, Linda Danvers, is kidnapped by cultists and um, prepared to be sacrificed to a demon, uh, it's up to Supergirl to save her. Unfortunately, Supergirl is slightly too late and Linda Danvers dies um, in her arms. But with her last, I would assume, breath and her last dying moment, Supergirl uses her um morphing ability to merge with linda danvers and become a whole new being known as linda danvers supergirl going from matrix supergirl to linda danvers and this book is about the journey of discovering who linda danvers is was she a good person did she deserve to be saved is she ultimately the one that saved supergirl and her journey along the way she's going to face off against gorilla grod and um some other 
supervillains you might have recognized from the time from the mid 90s and it's a her journey of discovering who Linda Danvers was and what kind of person she's now going to become as she has to deal with being both Supergirl and a human known as Linda Danvers. So yes, that's kind of the synopsis, mostly the synopsis for this book. A lot happens in between, but that's the overall arc of the first nine issues. So I see Phil's face, so I think I kind of have to start with Phil. <coughs> Initial thoughts, Phil? Now, I am not one to allow bitterness to get in the way of anything. Now, I remember a book called Superman Up in the Sky, which is fantastic. <laughs> So what's had drinking? I felt like I choked on a drink. <laughs> what's had the overarching story with a lot of stuff in between? This is similar. Has a lot of overarching story with occultists and so on, with a lot in between. In fact, even more in between because there was quite a lot of stuff in the middle that wasn't quite relevant. I don't think. Um, <clears throat> now, what I will say is, I thought this was a good starting point initially for Supergirl Volume One or Book One, new new writer. Uh, so say Carl Danvers, or then Shane would just kick my ass. Linda Danvers, <laughs> Linda Danvers, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I, I think I'm really confused because like, this isn't the case of Linda Danvers is Supergirl. This is a case of I'm assuming it's Kara Sorel or no, okay, no, her name, she, her name's May. We'll just call her May for now. See, this is where I was getting really confused because. She was called May by Ma and Pa Kent. Like, Who mm -hmm. is this May person? But it's not Carol Danvers, it's Supergirl. It's this May who morphs in her... I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to get this confused a lot. Um, Carol Danvers is Captain Marvel. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I try to annoy you too much when I say it. But I, I get confused that this Linda Danvers isn't Supergirl. It's this other person called May who morphs into her for some reason, but every time, like she still is the, the original Supergirl or May. You know, do you know what I mean? It's not like she, like Carl Danvers becomes Supergirl. The, this girl is Linda. Supergirl. <laughs> Linda. <laughs> 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 oh, this is going to go on all night. <sighs> I know. But you know what I'm trying to say? I was just so, so confused. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if it was as good a starting point as I thought it could have been. Because I, I, I do think you need to have the, some knowledge of who this May person is and what her powers are, like the, the TK burst and the, the PSI, whatever it's called. Uh, I'm not 100%. The art was lovely. I mean, Gary Frank's art's fantastic. No question. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm slightly confused. And as I mentioned, all the stuff in between, you could have easily taken out a few things and had this like a shorter run maybe five issues, whatever, but... Um... I I might be able to help with that because um, back in the 90s, books weren't brought out to be a four or five issue story to put in a trade. They were just mm -hmm. brought out as sing single issues. You collected them and that was it. Like this, like this is the only volume that came out in the 90s. So it's the first nine issues in there. It's got a couple of extra issues. And the final uh, six issues came out in a trade. They're the only yeah. two volumes that ever came out until now now they're releasing the books so yeah. they were never meant to be a single story you know mm -hmm. it's never meant four issues that's one whole story arc then issues five to seven or another it was just tell your story as you go no, that was going to be one of my points too the fact that again this w would be a good run definitely to read in single issues like monthly by month but for the purpose of what we do and how what we're used to i suppose really for the nerd herd it's not the uh, a complete start, middle, and the end story, but each individual issue. If you're a fan of Supergirl and you were buying this every month, I can see how you would enjoy it. Um, apart from Gorilla Grodd or Grood, or call him, I don't like him. Sorry, Scott. I don't like you, mate. Oh, it's <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, Scott, how about you? I think similar to Phil, but not as um, not as extreme, not as much. I think like I, was I being think. Nice. That was me. That was me. Well, no, not not as extreme in a bad way. Just um, okay. So let me use words. Um, so <laughs> please do. <laughs> this was, uh, you know, this was like a monster of the week kind of story with an overarching story for the main character and uh, you know and Buzz 
and you know the the family in between you know but there, it was a, you know it had a different villain every week that bit confused me because i didn't i don't know who these are apart from grod um and yeah the whole yeah the may thing i thought it was kara originally but then when i when i saw that it was may i just took it on the chin and i was like oh okay this ain't kara i'll just you know it'll, i'll just let it be um but i think i'm I'm not finding this as jarring as Phil. That's what I'm trying to get at is because I think from when I used to read all the old Flash stuff, this is how it was. You know, nowadays people, you know, writers are writing stories because they know they want them to be collected in a trade, in, in a deluxe, in an omnibus or whatever. So, and this wasn't a thing in the 80s, 90s, whatever. So, um, so I just kept that in mind and I just read this as it was and you know as long as it had as long as it kept the overarching uh story with the development of may and linda and and how that was going i was happy to keep reading um and for me it was just like right okay where am i gonna get the bits of the character um and whilst i'm waiting for those bits i'm just enjoying this odd you know monster of the week you have an appearance of superman you know, and stuff like that. You just got these little interesting bits to just expand this little universe that I don't know about Supergirl. So it was it was interesting, um, and uh, yeah, I'll stop there. It was interesting. I enjoyed it. Good. I think I can completely understand where you're coming from because I, I mean, I know Supergirl. I've read every single thing with Supergirl in because she's one of my favorite characters. So I know this character this character is her name's matrix so may is short for matrix um she's a protoplasmic being from another dimension who looks like a purple she looks like parasite actually like a morphed version of parasite oh. she can shapeshift and so she chose superman's form as a homage to him you know she even stepped in for him at one point and morphed into superman to pretend to be superman um so she has morphing abilities her powers are nothing like Superman. She's not Kryptonian, so Kryptonite doesn't hurt her. She uses her her tactile telekinesis and her psi blasts as her weapons. So kind of like Superboy. Superboy has tactile telekinesis mm -hmm. as well, like rather than invulnerability and stuff. So I can see how it could be quite confusing if you know the character of Kara, Superman's cousin, and then you meet this version, who is completely different. Um, I think it could have done with a page at the beginning, you know, maybe giving you a quick history of Matrix yeah. Supergirl. I'd have really appreciated that. I think that would fared us off a little bit better. Yeah, I think that would have done that would have done really, really well. Um, another thing about not having overarching stories, this is the trade that um, came out for the first nine issues. It has no title. It's just Supergirl. It doesn't even say book one or anything. It just says Supergirl. The spine says Supergirl. It doesn't say volume one or there, there's nothing to identify it as. So I've always called this story um, Who is Linda Danvers? Because it's the only mm. sort of identifier. But they just that every chapter has a different name, so there's no overarching story name for it. And that it can be a bit daunting. I completely get it. Yeah, don't get me wrong, like it's one of those things, obviously, like you know, I like collect omnibuses and oversized hardcovers. Like it's I'm still interested in this enough to know that if they, I, I would happily read the whole run, you know, what 70, whatever odd issues it is, or 80 issues or something. Like I would read it and I would collect it and hardcover and I would have it. It's just obviously, again, for the discussion purpose, I suppose, like the fact that it doesn't, it isn't a trade, it is a run and you would happily enjoy these um, every week or sorry, every month that came out. And again, if you were sit down with a big omnibus and just take a few issues every, every few nights, you would enjoy it. But I'm just, again, it's not bitterness at all. It just kind of reminds me of Superman up in the sky. <laughs> you said I, bitterly. That's a bit harsh. Um, let's just quickly say hello to Connie, who's in the chat. Hi, Connie. She says she needs a new bookmark. Has, um, she says mine's the old one. Oh, she's got the season two bookmark. Season so two she needs bookmark. a season three bookmark. Get your suggestion in then, Connie. You might get picked this week. Highland G's in. Hi, everyone. He says that. Uh, not read, not read this. Looking forward for you guys. Uh, I'm sorry, my brain has just been frazzled all day. Let me try that again. Looking forward for you guys to convince me why I should read a Supergirl who ain't Kara. Ooh. See, uh, can, can I ask? So, 
I feel like I need to know this. So Supergirl to me is Kara. Like yeah. I, that, that's yeah. that that's what I know. So this Matrix person, this uh, Mister Anderson or whatever you want to call the this whatever. So it's a Matrix movie. So like, what what like what's their story? Like did Kara die? Did did she go somewhere else? Matrix came. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like I had to have an explanation of why this Matrix person is in the position of Supergirl and why Supergirl. If they get more than anything, why just not do their own thing? Just call the Matrix. You know. Right. So um, the first part of that is because DC Comics wanted Superman to be the only Kryptonian, so they killed Kara off in Crisis on Infinite Earths, and they didn't bring her back when they rebooted the universe. But then obviously. Copyright rules, if you don't use a character within a certain amount of time, you lose the rights to it. So they had to create a new Supergirl. They had to use the name Supergirl, otherwise Marvel would have stolen it. You know, they, they, they have to copyright these things and they have to use them in a timely manner, otherwise they lose mm. them. The second part is Superman saved Kara's, uh, sorry, saved Matrix's pocket universe or alternate universe. So as a homage to him, she wears the S and his mm. costume and colors. So that's why she's Supergirl. Okay. Hope that clears it up. It's yeah. cleared that part up, but a little it's just, bit. Yeah. It's just the, now we've still need to clear up the Matrix, um, Carl, Linda Danvers uh, thing because again, Linda Danvers isn't Supergirl. It's the Matrix, yeah. like pretending to be Linda Danvers, more than Supergirl, you know. Which not really pretending, which we'll get to in the writing and the story. But until then, should we just? Um, stick to the art for a second and we can show our pages in a minute you've you've mentioned that you really like gary frank's art scott mm. how about you? oh yeah mate again every time i love 90s stuff like why can't books i read now even though i love them i just want them to have the same faces that these books have and like i, I i'm kind of like you know for three years in three years plus now, knowing you, Shane, and understanding, like seeing your uh, dislike for certain faces in certain books, you grew up on this. So I'm like, oh, I get it, man. <laughs> <laughs> just some of the faces are so like stunning, and they just look great, men and women, everything. Just everything. Everyone is just attractive. Um, yeah. But, and the facial you know, expressions are just yeah. so fantastic. You know exactly what every yeah, character is feeling exactly. at every point of the book. Yeah. And just the colours just hit different, you know, looking at these. And I, and I don't know why. I just look at it and I'm like, this is 90s and it looks great, but I don't know why it's different to what I'm reading now. It's yeah. just it's just this this feeling and, yeah. The, the only face I did have a problem with uh, and was, was Buzz's. Um, and it was because... Uh, uh, specifically when we're at the dinner scene mm -hmm. at the house, his face, I swear, it got longer every page. His nose. Did. What? Oh, on yeah, purpose? did you not see his reflection? On did you not see? Yeah, did you not see as he was turning uh... into the demon form? Yeah, I saw that. I remember the reflection, but yeah. I didn't know that was intentional. I just thought mm. he just yeah. kept drawing his face longer and longer. <laughs> so if, you, if, if, you think, if you think of Buzz in the early issues compared to the yeah. last one, like there was yeah. a definitely change in the face, and I never really caught uh, on. But that was Clock... because he was, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I think Clock he was, was giving up the ruse. He was finished with it all. He was, uh... it was his end game. He was finished. He was that was it. He was getting Kara's blood, uh, Linda's blood, and that was it. I think, I think the reason why I didn't, I didn't. That dinner scene was a, bit, was a little bit boring, to be honest. It dragged on quite boring. a lot. Yeah, really? I, I like that. On slightly. I it was a fantastic in-depth look at what you, what can you do? Like, what could Linda have done? She's got Nothing. this guy across Nothing. from her. She could have given up her secret, but she didn't know what Buzz was capable of at that point. You know, oh. she could have put her parents at risk. What well, there was not, she was like trapped there across from him for the entire evening. I thought it was really like suspenseful and imagine yeah. that being played out in a horror movie just the suspense of that who's going to pinch yeah. first yeah 100 i agree with you on that point what i will say though like he was just a slime ball i suppose like at the early part of the conversation having the talks with the dad the mum there like and the dad did kind of catch on like this guy's what's he talking about like what why is he here mm. but like the idea that like they did not see this sooner you could tell straight from the off he's a real grease ball like he's a like, get, get out of my house but they didn't they happily invited him in. It's like, here's our daughter, and starts saying <laughs> the things he said. I was like, well, you're mental. You're absolutely mental. 
Yeah, but the mother just brushed it off, didn't she? She's like, oh, he just does that for shock value. He wants to see your reaction because he's a, you know, specialist in human behavior. So it, I thought it was just really cleverly done. Um, there's someone new in the chat this week. We've got Louise Berry. Hi. Thanks Hello. for Louis. 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 I think. Louis, yeah. Louis. Louis Berry. Thank you for joining. Um, should we get to our pages and just yeah. have a look? and see just how gorgeous this art is because I am a massive fan of Gary Frank. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've mentioned it, but I have his signature, his signature right there on my copy of the first trade for Supergirl. Is, is that your reading copy? Is it the one you keep in your backpack? <laughs> Read it. No, this is not a reading copy. This, is a, this doesn't leave the plastic mm -hmm. bag it's in. This is a collector's copy. A, how, how many copies of that do you have, plus all the single issues, I'm assuming? Do you? <laughs> when i love a story i get as many copies as i get <laughs> just in case something happens to one oh, okay <laughs> um phil should we start with your page let's yes. see what you have chosen i just like the drama of it and obviously you see the faces and the kind of uh the, in the intensity and in, uh that's the dad and what's her friend called maddie yeah. And this is the Gorilla Grodd uh, thing. I, I don't know what was happening in the, in the issue. He took over the world, removed the sun or something. Like this, but the fact that there's like the symmetry of each kind of pair of panels, and then obviously towards the end, but you also find out that Maddie killed the guy with the gun, but obviously the dad didn't. Obviously, they kind of slow, kind of like falling down the body uh, idea. I don't know. I just thought this was a really kind of. Like, all the art through the whole book was fantastic, but for this, mm. I just thought like I like the drama of it and like the smoke from the gun. It's just I just thought it was really cool to be honest, and it stood out for me. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it, right. but there was I had one little nitpick with oh. this page. Like I, I like you said, I love the symmetry, but what would have done it perfectly for me is the panel where it's uh, the dad fighting. I just would have liked that to be on the totally right side of that, and you have the blam in the middle. So you would have like fight, like struggle, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. gunshot, gunshot, yeah. struggle, and then everything else would have been like perfectly symmetrical. <laughs> I understand why they've done it. I like it. It's great, but I just wanted to move that panel. It is awesome. It is great. Cool. Um, everyone. So, um, just a quick, um, a quick thing. That issue um, or the Gorilla Grodd issue where he first shows up at the end. That's a final night tie-in. So that was a four-part mini-series where oh, okay. the Justice League are dealing with that issue. You know, the sun mm. being gone. See, it, it, it said that it's, I thought it was one of the crises, one of the many crises DC have, because it referred to something that was occurring. Like, well, you didn't mention the previous issue. And all of a sudden, it's here. Yeah. I kind of thought that at the time, which is annoying because we probably wouldn't have read that. If you know, if if this was a trade, as we as we discussed, if this was like a trade, those two issues, it was actually two issues, they wouldn't be included. But they had to be though, or or they would have to be, because that's where the mother meets Buzz. You know, when True. when Linda throws her mum out of the church, yeah, Buzz yeah. is the one that finds her and takes her home. Yeah. So that's why she's yeah. so okay with him being a, around her, because so, he showed kindness on that night when everyone was a beast. I just don't like Gorilla Grodd. Just I have a thing for him <laughs> against them. You have a thing for him. Okay. <laughs> Scott, how about your page? Uh, I had no idea what was going on, but uh, <laughs> this was a fun one. This was the one, uh, the issue where that big, like, gloopy monster that was, I don't know, chemo, chemo that was re put together um, in the recycling waste plant. Uh, and yeah, just got and you know the the the, the lead up to this was just um, Supergirl uh, telepathically blowing this thing's mind, <laughs> really, wasn't it? Just by can't remember what, what what they said, but it was something about you know uh, it was something philosophical, wasn't it? Like is oh is anything alive? You know, it was that kind of thing, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, but this page was great because this was just you totally just given up. He was like, yep, you're right this is all weird and I'm just going to go now. And he just kind of <laughs> turned into this spiraling, I don't know, gloopy mess of stuff and just went up into the clouds and, and was just gone. But I love 
I love the gradient of that, the green to the blue, into the clouds, um, and the detail just in that water and the swirls. And yeah, it was just, uh, for me, I just, I was quite, um, what's the word? Uh, like encapsulated that, uh, that uh, in just really enjoyed it. Awesome. It was, that was, I uh, see, I mean, I'm a fan of every issue. So I'm going to say this every time. That was another good issue because it, uh, Car uh, Linda is actually, Supergirl is actually talking to herself more than him when she's yeah. talking about yeah. being alive and what makes you alive. And, you know, she's just now experiencing life, something she never had before. She was just a, a being like him, you know, just matter that just existed mm. in form. And I thought it was quite sad that she lies to him and tells him he won't be anything more. So he just sort of leaves. But then he gives the entire town rain because they're experiencing a heat wave, which was a nice little final yeah. act. Yeah. It was awesome. From a, yeah. Um, I see every single one of these pages gorgeous. Like you just look at them for ages. <laughs> My page, I picked this one. I absolutely love the shattered effect and you've got linda on one side matrix supergirl on the other and then all the things that have brought them to this point this is linda's past you know cara i keep calling her Kara. this is phil's doing he's cara 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 <laughs> matrix if, has <laughs> if you're confused i mean we're all just i have never called her cara in my life i love matrix the supergirl <laughs> so supergirl um didn't know that Linda was actually a murderer and a fellow cultist and had been drawn into this cult. She th thought she was saving an innocent. And to find out all this and to just have her mind blown like this and to show it in such a way, I think this page is really, really good. Yeah. Just have the shocked eye on Supergirl. This, this moment was, yeah, reading it, I was just like, oh my God. You know, like, yeah, you know, superheroes save people and you know good or bad i guess but in this situation um the only way for for matrix to save this woman's life who she knew nothing about and assumed was an innocent person uh merged lives together with this random stranger in a bid to save the life because matrix is the hero and then to be stuck with this you know these memories and this personality of this murdering cultist you know it, ah, just it was mental i i loved it and such a twist yeah absolutely i mean what superhero has the alter ego of a murdering psycho <laughs> yeah yeah it's mental the good guy has a secret identity of a bad guy which i mean that's that's deep <laughs> yeah. yeah no one else has done that um scott you did pick a couple extra pages that you wanted to show. i did yeah i just wanted to show them off um any particular order? Uh, you them? Yeah, I'll sort them out. That's fine. Um, so yeah, I just I just really liked um, some parallel stuff that happened in the eighth and ninth issue. So this was like uh, during the dinner scene, um, and there was just kind of a flashback where not a flashback, but Buzz Aldrin was talking about like angels and demons, and this was the angel picture, um, and it's you know it's got Matrix there. It's the shape you see is like um, it's like one of those stained windows you see in a church. That's the kind of shape they got there, isn't it? And then you've got Matrix there, uh, just floating around. But her cape kind of looks like wings. Yeah, um, that's what I thought, and uh, so I thought that was really great. And then you have, then you have that whole scene at the dinner, and then you know what's his name, Tempus. Yeah, Tempus. He he bursts in, and then and then there's a massive fight then between. Um, between him and Supergirl, and during the fight, Tempest is like cutting Supergirl with his scythes, and uh, you know he cuts his side, cuts his hands, and then she's she's feeling she's so intense in this fight and everything, so much for her, and she's using so much power. I, I assumed that her eyes start bleeding, and then we get this picture, uh, and it's this is this is Jesus essentially. Um, yep. You know, they cut his side. Um, hands. His, his hands bleed from getting uh, nailed to the cross. His eyes, are, well, his head bleeds, doesn't it? But uh, uh, Matrix's eyes are bleeding here, and I was like, "Man, this is like, <laughs> this is deep. This is some sort of like redemp redemption thing going on here." Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought, you know, not not religious myself, but this was um, I, it was quite 
powerful and i think i feel like anyone reading this who is religious would have appreciated this homage and really understood it um but yeah i thought they were really cool pages absolutely um and it does come back into play her eyes with the fire and the blood that comes yeah. back heavily later right. on down the line and so do the religious I wouldn't say undertones, I say overtones, because it's very heavily religious this entire <laughs> yes. this entire run. Um, but Martin said that that was his page, the angel page ah, would have been cool. So, nice. yes. Send them in else. next time. Yes, don't forget, Martin, send them in. <laughs> we have, sorry, I have to lean in to read that name. Um, Karthik Nara Narayan. Narayan? Yep, that's a... Uh, that's a nice name. I'm sorry if I'm butchering it. I'm really sorry. He is a uh, what's all the only fuss about fear in the oh, future. Nice. Ah, so oh. maybe if you pick up the Supergirl omnibus, you could do a what's all the omnibus about that. Yeah, but we want to we get fear she and not lose them. <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking. I, so, I feel like I feel like I'm coming across I hate this, but I don't. I, I, I genuinely no. don't. I, I, I did genuinely enjoy it, but just for the purpose of what we do in the hype of them before, it just was very different. Yeah, I completely understand. Um, obviously, my memories of it are reading it when I got it. So like, I just read them as I got them. So I just consumed and consumed them and I loved them. So I didn't really think about where would I stop each story. So I completely get that. I think they did a decent enough job to do the who is Linda Danvers story arc, because by the end of issue nine, she's fully accepted. She is who she is. She's Supergirl and Linda Danvers. But yes, on that note, how about the writing? What did we think? Scott, start with you this time. Yeah, for me, it was just all about uh, just Matrix and, and Linda. It was just seeing how, after you realise who she has merged with uh, and just the kind of um, repercussions and the calamity of what would happen, um, that's what I was interested in. And that's what I enjoyed about the writing. I thought that was really good. Just, you know, each issue you're seeing more of the struggle, but you're also seeing a bit more control as well um, at the same time. So, but uh, I really enjoyed the flashback episodes, uh, episodes, issues. <laughs> uh, flashback episodes. Um, yeah, that was really cool. It was really nice to see us kind of like delve in to the past of Linda without just having an issue that was just... A, his, a history like a filler kind of thing it was kind of it made sense of the story you know it was matrix looking for you know looking at these uh pieces of art and stuff like that that linda had made and getting floods of memories back i thought that was really uh clever and natural way for us as readers to learn uh about linda and her past and what she's really like and then you know you see then uh after that, after she sees all these flashbacks that she, uh, Matrix really does struggle and tries to stop it all. She tries to like throw away all the artifacts and she, and, um, and then she gets delivered a new one. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, the, the biggest thing for me with the writing was seeing that, um, struggle and just seeing how it was all controlled and dealt with if it, if it was. I, th I feel like I like the idea that she was re remembering more and more about Carl, like even to the point where she remembered the story. The story, Linda. Linda. <laughs> I swear, I am not in this on purpose. This is just anyway. So yeah, okay. So Linda. So then, even to the point of the story where she remembers the is the priest and uh, killed his wife or, and had like, had a, another woman and. Kara or Matrix, whoever didn't know the girl, but knew that Linda knew the girl. If you if you remember, so she's getting these memories as the Matrix. I, I feel weird saying the Matrix, Matrix Supergirl, and like I liked all that, and I, I get the impression. Correct me if I'm wrong. As the run goes on, I'm I'm going to assume that like she becomes more Kara or more Linda as the run goes on, because I, I feel like I wanted to have. Linda Danvers, Supergirl, not Matrix being Linda. Do you know what I mean? I wanted Linda yeah. to be the Supergirl. I'm mm. assuming does that happen down the lines? Of... Yeah, I mean, they, they they become more one. They become one being by, I, I mean, pretty much by the end of this book, they've she's accepted that she is both and neither and all. she's everything all at once. Yeah. You know, she 
she's lost half her powers now she can no longer shape shift or turn invisible so because mm -hmm. of her merging with linda and mm -hmm. all her memories of all her memories are back and she is now just one person so, so those powers are lost i thought i thought it was going to be like a temporarily gone but they but they're gone they are gone I don't think Peter David wanted her to have shape-shifting abilities or um, the ability to turn invisible. Mm, like, right. Like, these are not Superman powers, are they? He wants flight and invulnerability and super strength. So yeah. And TK Blast. So, does she... Does Okay. So, does May still go to the Kent's house after this? Do, do, is she still living no. that life? Okay. No, May, no, May completely leaves. Um spoilers for a 30 year old book you know sod it i'm not gonna <laughs> it's not in continuity anymore i'm not spoiling anything am i um no um she becomes linda danvers is she lives linda danvers life you know she has a chat with superman explains everything this is her life now she is linda danvers also supergirl so that's her life right up to issue 50 and then something massive happens in issue 50 which i will not spoil which changes everything and is absolutely mind-blowing and amazing and i loved every second of it and it makes me want to go back and see read every issue the, now because i know what happens <laughs> i i was initially excited from this because again my thing is that if there's somebody reads a story or a book and they love it that much that like, i i want that uh enjoyment that you got out of it so I, I was excited for this but i get the impression now that this book alone is not going to fulfill me to the same expectation or whatever you kind of thought about the book it's if you read the full run you'll get obviously everything out of it and you'll enjoy it a lot more but certainly as an introduction this is good but i feel like it, I'm, I'm not i'm nowhere near where you are with it you know i'm not like no. it's amazing no. like i'll need to read the whole thing probably a couple of times like you have i'm assuming you've read this at least six times the whole run. yeah i mean it's only 80 issues you can knock that out on the weekend can't you <laughs> i struggle with nine this week yeah but uh, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, like as I said, if the omnibus comes out, I'm, I'm going to buy it. I will buy it, and I'll enjoy it. Yeah, I, I completely understand. Um, like I say, my memory is of the entire run, so it's really hard for me mm -hmm. to try to remember how I felt about the first nine issues when I read them the first time. I know it was obviously good enough for me to keep reading, mm -hmm. so I didn't stop. So there's that. But reading it again, like this last week. I just I couldn't stop. I was just enjoying it. I was just it's like just the just the questions it asks, you know, like is a soul enough to make you a good person? Do you have to do good things to be a good person or can you just be good? Like what what is it that makes you a good person? Was Linda really a bad person? Was she manipulated? You know, if you do something bad because someone makes you do it, did you do something bad? Or it's just the questions that it gets you to ask even yourself. I was just mm. rereading it and I was like it's so much deeper than just flying around punching these bad guys every issue. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, the I think issue one, the title of that is called Body and Soul. Uh -huh. So yeah, it is. It is. It is quite a philosophical look. And you know, for for what's his name Peter David to to be able to write the whole dinner table scene and how like philosophically chaotic that. That whole thing was and the discussions and the ideas and the theories that was going on back in there um he's he's peter david's got a good head on him he's a very smart guy and and he's definitely interwoven those themes and thoughts and ideas into this story you know and it could be read as deeply as you explained it there shane you know you could take loads of messages and stuff like that from it or you could just read it as, you know, someone flying around punching some things. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I was a happy middle. I was in between. Um, you know, I definitely picked up on the religious stuff going on going on at the end. Um, and then, you know, the very obvious philosophical stuff in that dinner scene. Um, and then you get the odd uh narratives and the thoughts about, you know, who yeah, the who am I is the yeah, what is good, what is bad, and all that. Um, but with Linda, I believe that she, uh, because you have the flashback where she's quite young meeting Buzz, isn't it? And she doesn't know about all this stuff. So I, I believe that Buzz is like evil. Obviously, we know he is. But 
and that Linda was just dragged into this world and didn't know any better, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, so I'm hoping, you know, I don't think I will read on, but uh, I'm hoping future issues will talk about and show the Linda side being more good and understanding what she's done and what happened. Yeah, maybe I missed this. Did did they address why? Uh, Matrix Supergirl picked Carl? Like, why did she save Carl? Or Linda? Linda. <laughs> why did uh, she save Linda? Like, why, why choose her? I'm sure that she's seen dozens of people dying in her past. Like, why did she cho- choose to pick mm. Carl to morph with or whatever happened? I think it was the circumstances were probably perfect. You know, she was just on the cusp of dying. She just thought about saving her. It was probably instinctual. I don't think it was. She didn't think it. If you like, if you when you read it and as you see the page unfold, it's not something she chooses. She just holds Linda and they just merge into one. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's just in her to save people. But I think that was instinctual because she she never says that she did it on purpose or she meant for any of it to happen. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Do you remember the little boy with the baseball bat? Yes, who's that guy? Who is that? Little boy. Yeah. That's yeah. God. <laughs> that's what God. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's God. God shows up in this book. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Wally Johnson. Is that it is plays that a bigger part Eagle? down the line? Is that, is that, yeah. What Wally Johnson? Is that what? God Alter Eagle? Is that uh... Yeah, that's his name, Larry. Little Wally Johnson. Okay. Was this character not... introduced by Peter David or was Yeah. Oh. So there we are. I, I did not pick up on this or what that's meant to mean. Well, um... I mean God has always existed in the DC universe because um Spectre is God's right hand man. So he's the right hand of God, the hand of wrath. So you know, God has always been a heavy theme in the DC universe, but now he has physical form. And has a little, little boy with a baseball bat. Yeah, a little boy with baseball bat. Little boy with baseball bat. Why not? He could be whatever he wants. <laughs> Not so sure how I feel about this. Yeah, now that the little boy played a part in the story, do you remember the little girl who had the ball? Is she mm-hmm. is she anyone? Is she like God's sister? Like, is she just a no, she no, she's just a kid in the park. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I will say it's not been one like it says he claims to be God and has the power to back it up, so people believe him. So I mean, he could be a fifth dimensional imp for all we know, but he says he's God and he has ridiculous amounts of power. So. Yeah, well, you know, you know that it's him that saves Matrix at the end, isn't it? Because you mm-hmm. see when she opens her eyes, you see a little baseball bat in yeah. her eyes, and like, but, but I would never have assumed no that was God or you know some sort of divine intervention or whatever's going on. But no, you wouldn't, not yet. But later on, like I say, this book stays with the overtones of the religious mm. aspect, and a lot happens with religious things i don't want to spoil too much i know it's a 30 year old book i don't want to spoil massive amounts but it does keep that throughout because peter david writes the entire run um Mm. gary frank unfortunately did leave uh, issue nine and we get a new artist for issue 10 onwards but no no no, it's still gorgeous art um i can have a quick look and tell you who the artist is for issue 10 um the artist for issue 10 is where are we? Leonard Kirk. Leonard Kirk does the art for issue 10, but that's what the cover of issue 10 looks like. So she's still, it's still yeah. very well done and it's still very See, 90s. This is the problem I have here. So that picture of Supergirl, long blonde hair, that's obviously still Matrix. So <laughs> again, my thing with this, I, I'm having a bit of a, like a block to get past it. I can't get by it. Like I want, Linda Danvers to be Linda, is that it? Linda, mm, the, Linda. The, the main person, like Linda's hair, you know, her mm. eye color obviously was well, the eye color is different, isn't it? Because because uh, Matrix has blue and Linda had brown, color. yeah. And the parents obviously picked up on that, but I wanted to be Linda Danvers just wears the suit, not morphs into a different looking person, you know. Okay, all right, okay, so. Read issue fifty on. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Right. <laughs> Without any re- major spoilers. If, if they release Omnibus Volume One and Two, I will pick them up. <laughs> yeah, 
yes, it, it does happen. It will happen. Um, that, that's a long time. It's 50 issues for that to happen, though. That's a long time. It is. But a lot happens in between. Right? They, they build to it very well. Like, and the reason it happens is incredibly well thought out. And it does add some very good kinks to the story afterwards. I feel like I feel like I should just tell you all what happens. Nope. You're probably not going to read. I don't, it. I don't want to know. <laughs> Can I ask about the uh, the villains that were used? Because I mean, I, I'm not a big DC guy. Obviously, I love Batman, but maybe I'm, I'm spoiled with Batman and his rogues gallery. Or sometimes I find when they when we read books for other, I'm going to say B list, C list, DC characters because they're not obviously Batman. Like I find, like when they use these villains, whilst they're enjoyable, they're still quite weak. Like throughout this, we had that camo guy. We had uh, I don't even know what some sort of demon that was in the, the other realm or the other plane. Yeah, Chikat. and and uh, what was the other girl who morphed into R Rampage? Rampage. Rampage. Like, you're getting these really random kind of like they're a bit quirky and interesting, but they're still. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I think I am to an extent, but I feel like I want more of a threat. Well, Buzz was the threat. You know, his Buzz is Buzz. the overarching. His name was Balls Aldrin, and I didn't explain why he was called after the. They mentioned the astronaut, but didn't explain why he's named after him. Like, like why? Why pick that name? Just call him why? like. Why Max. are you called Phil? Well, yeah, but I'm not named after. <laughs> yeah, it's like just call it like Max power you know just give him a different yeah, name it's yeah, just yeah. like why have why buzz aldrin what's what's the nod to, like well, that i well i doubt his surname really is aldrin i think he just said that and well, then no one picked him up on it so he was just well he's a bit of a dick isn't he so i think well, that's he what i was thinking like... he, he's obviously a demon or whatever whatever he is he, so he doesn't know he doesn't have a name a human name so he just picked one uh, buzz aldrin mm. that's that's a human name like in the that. newspaper yeah buzz aldrin. yeah, yeah. It could, could be anyone and actually did you notice there was a newspaper article that said gary frank Something other was cut yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, at the that. end. I like, I like that. Yeah, saw that. that was, yeah. It, it said, "Yeah, thanks for all his work on." Yeah. Ah, oh, so, so the dog seems leaving. Yes. Nice, like that. Yeah. He drew that. He drew that himself. himself. Yeah. What an arrogant bastard! Thanks so much, Gary. You're the best. Well, no, I would assume that Peter David wrote it in the script that it says final panel has a newspaper that reads, and then Gary Frank obviously had to draw it. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. I think it was Gary all along. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to thank Must myself be. in this book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did yeah, such I a good be. job. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I was I, I was okay with the, you know, the B-list, C-list enemies and stuff coming in just because it kept the focus on Buzz as a as yeah. the over as the overarching threat to the whole story. I think if you had too many A-listers uh, bad guys then I think it would have taken away from the severity the buzz was kind him, of yeah. yeah. I, I'm assuming he's meant to be English. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was he getting this... very Constantine. Yeah, that's that's the vibes. Yeah. I was yeah, getting yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, kind of lurking in the shadows, we bit lurking in the background, just kind of yeah, definitely Constantine vibes until he became a massive jackass. Yeah. Like... Although I mean, during the uh, final night with Gorilla Grodd, he did stop her from killing her mum. He was like, "Supergirl, don't." don't and like the oh, way it was worded yeah, yeah. he gave her that second of clarity and then later on when she's fighting tempest he saves her again and it's yeah. like What's he his just, problem? like he flip-flops i think he just does whatever he feels like at that moment he is uh, like john constantine oh. in that regard as well i, I think by the end i think he's is it got constantine? Slight... Is that... <laughs> <laughs> no i think he just has feelings for her by the end i think yeah. he's just they do mention that Briefly. Yeah, I think he's fallen for her. I mean, I say I think I've read on, so I'm being very vague. <laughs> so basically, you're saying yes, he has. Yes, oh. I, don't so I, take, I don't know. I don't know. I think it, maybe he's. <laughs> I take it Buzz obviously is a, a pretty prominent character throughout the the whole run. You know, he he does come back a few times. Yes, you get some great um, intro. You get some great characters as well. You get um, the Marvel show up, Mary and Captain Marvel Junior. We'll you see. get the female Furies. I was gonna say that we I read the digital copy of this and in the middle of like I think it's like after issue five we had that uh Shazam what's her name Mary something Marvelette oh yeah whatever. plus one yeah so I had that storyline I was like wait this is rubbish and I had to flick through because I realized it wasn't part of the one to nine so it kind of threw me off a bit so I didn't like it um yeah I don't know why they do things like that 
that was a real a weird issue where like she accused this cop of like being inappropriate with her even when he was just trying to arrest her and kind of like search her from shoplifting or something i just didn't like i, did, I didn't like the way it, bang in the middle this had this random two issues and it wasn't until i read the first one i was able to skip through and realize it's not what we were meant to be reading so if any of you guys watched or sorry any guys watching read that those two issues they weren't meant to be read so i'm trying yeah, not to judge one to nine <laughs> i'm trying to judge like judge this book on that on that mm. issue yeah no they're just one shots i don't know why they put those in there mm. probably just chronologically they came out at the same time i guess That's but just maybe bang in the yeah. middle as well so it's, it's per mapping of a book just give us the first nine issues and then carry on with that just but. put things like that at the back of the book if you have to put it in put them in the back like extra stories there's no mm -hmm. need for it um yep. are we ready to do our final thoughts and scores because we have to do our herds pick herds so, pick yes yes i'm ready so, Okay, so anyone in the chat, if you've read along, please drop your score in the chat. And as always, we will add it to our own. Also, don't forget to drop in a book for us to read next week, which we can put on a wheel and we can pick a winner. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what we're reading next week. I love the mystery weeks. It's really yeah, fun. I, I'm not even going to mention what book I don't want it to be because I don't want it to be that Because <laughs> everyone will pick that book. <laughs> exactly. You know they will. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, do you want to kick us off with your final thoughts and scores, please? Um. I'm gonna go for a modest score because I did really enjoy this. There's no question. I, I, it was fun. There, I just can't get past the whole. At this point, for nine issues, I would have thought you could have easily had Linda Danvers take full control and the full mantle of Supergirl. Um, I didn't know anything about Matrix. Didn't know who it was until you said earlier on tonight. I assumed it was Kara. Um, hoping it'd be easier and simpler if it was Kara. To be honest, just like just just give me car. I ain't gonna call her car. But then I don't know where powers like morph and all that kind of other stuff. But I like the kind of the story overall, like the idea, like you mentioned, the kind of the kind of deep thought about delving into like the plan, like getting Linda involved in the cult and it came to all this and you know I, I, I like the kind of monster week or what we what's the phrase you use? Monster of the week. Monster of the week kind of thing and but at the same time, I, the middle one was many in between. Just give me, give me two, not like four. Just to kind of condense it slightly. <laughs> and um, but the art was fantastic. There's no question. Gary Frank. I mean, I've only ever read Gary Frank's more modern art, which is still similar to this. But you can tell there's a big difference. And I'm not saying that the modern stuff's better. It's just very different. But this is this looks great. It looks fantastic. And I love it all. The new stuff and the and the and his older stuff. Um, I don't know the fact I keep, keep calling her Carl and not Linda. <laughs> just I, I find the whole thing slightly confusing. I really want to like this more, but I think I'll get more out of it by reading the entire run. But uh, I'm going to give it a modest score and give it a seven, just because I'm still confused about the overall thing. But nice. I enjoyed it. Awesome. Scott? Uh, yeah, cool, strong start, I think. Uh, the thing that really, yeah, done it for me was just the how intelligent this book is and but you don't need to be intelligent to read it you can get whatever you want out of this book so you know? it's for dummies <laughs> it's for dummies too <laughs> it's for smart people and not so smart people um, <laughs> I love that. it's it's an absolutely beautiful book i mean like i said earlier all the faces all the like the anatomy and, and everything it's just awesome looks stunning the colors are amazing facial expressions are bang on um everything's just great um yeah for me uh i was yeah loving the, the twist with you know linda's past and matrix trying to you know fight with that and just yeah just trying to learn how to be how they could be together and work together and just be um, really good. Um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, it's it's going to be the same as uh, Phil. It is. It's going to be a seven. I was going to go a bit a bit higher, but I think the thing that brought it down for me was the whole confusion with May uh, and it not being and Kara. And <laughs> yeah, what the hell was Wally Johnson? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going to go for a seven as well. Awesome. Wow. I'm happy with that. So for me, um, I absolutely adore this book. I've I've mentioned it multiple times to 
both of you in the past. Um, I absolutely love this version of Supergirl. She's my version of Supergirl because she's so different. She's not just Superman's cousin. She's actually a whole new character that Peter David created while keeping the lore of Supergirl because Linda Danvers is what Supergirl called herself in the 60s. That was her secret identity, Linda Lee Danvers. So I thought that was a really nice little nod to the original Supergirl. And this version just has her own personality and her own being which is something unfortunately Kara doesn't have she is just Superman's cousin I know she has her own books and stuff but she's just Superman's cousin isn't she really this Supergirl is my Supergirl and I love it although I know this is not as good as what's to come so I'm going to score it knowing what's to come which is unfair because I don't normally do that I normally score it on how much I enjoyed this book but I can't unknow what's to come because the final the final volume of this run always makes me cry when I read it so I know that this is not as good as that. So I'm going to give this an eight. Nice. Eight. Nice. OK, uh, great. So we've already got two scores in this week. Uh, we've got uh, we've got Martins saying, love this from start to finish. The art and the writing was just top tier. I will read on 110%. Great pick, Shane. It's an eight from me. Thank you very much, Martin. And awesome. Then uh liam has also said enjoyed this although i think i'd have enjoyed it more as a weekly rather than a book seven out of ten nice so uh their scores put together gives us an average of 7.5 uh adding that to phil's seven my seven and shane's eight that gives us an average of 7.4 there we go so what does that come to shabby let's have a look Fourth Ooh, place. Top tier. <laughs> top row, mate. Top shelf. Happy Not bad days. for my first uh, pick of the year. That is awesome. Uh, yeah, a lot better than mine. Uh, and here's the rest of the leaderboard as well, just for you guys to see. There we awesome. go. I'm still cool. sad that Superman's making his way down the list. <laughs> uh, sorry, He-Man is making his way down the list. Bear with me. It is now... Uh, the time that everyone's been waiting for, as always. For the first choice, I need to share my screen, and now the whole thing's frozen. I'll go through them while you bring that up, shall we? Yeah, go we'll ahead. Ju we'll just pick it. It's um, Supergirl by Tom King. That's what we're going to read next week. <laughs> it bloody well isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't that season that Superwoman or something. Well, um, Connie says, my heart's choice is the Batman who laughs. Good pick. Ooh. Nice. Highland G says his pick is It's a Bird. Highland G's been picking that for absolutely ever. I know. <laughs> He's got to pop up at some point. Come He's on. He's got a 25% chance. <laughs> Liam is picking Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 Legacy. Love the Cosmic. And. Sorry? I said I love the bit of Cosmic Marvel. So. Oh. <laughs> I thought I, I was like, I read that as legacy, and you said, I thought I was <laughs> like cosmic. Apologies, I'm not there. Sorry. And Martin has chosen Batman TMNT. Ooh, nice. Have a good one. Cool choice. Cool crossover. Great. So we've got all of those four in. Thank you very much to everyone who's put one in. Uh, before we spin the wheel, uh, we do want to tell you that on WhatsApp we have created a Nerdhood community page. Um, we have sent the link in the chat right now, so anyone who's watching can join that as well. Just click on the link, and you should then be automatically uh, put into our Nerdhood community. Uh, we'll put up some updates and general chit-chat and maybe some sneaky pictures here or there with books that we've read and stuff like that. But you can get involved with us uh, from uh, the books that we are reading and have read and maybe books that we will read. Yes, and if you're listening on the podcast, it will be in the description for you to join us as well if you would like. Perfect. So, yes, with that out the way, now we can get to the good bit and we will see who will win this week's her choice. As always... Got to give it five shuffles. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, here we go. Good luck. I don't mind any of these this week. Normally there's oh, one no. I'm wishing it doesn't land on. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, oh. There we go. It's Liam again. With the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Volume 1 Legacy. Perfect. That's awesome. awesome. So that's what we're going to be reading next week. Yes. 
Um, fantastic. I look forward to that. I don't know how many issues that's going to be, like four or five, isn't it? It's going to be a bit shorter than this. This was nine. Probably. Maybe six. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Awesome. Give me something to look forward to. Um, speaking of something to look forward to, tomorrow on this channel, you get to watch Kevin's Draw Along, where he will be drawing the one and only Supergirl. Do, do, do. I look forward to that. I mean, I... I always go like, I wish I could draw along. Like, oh, I'll get a pen for my iPad and I'll draw along. But I can't draw. So why would I even like do that? Well, that's the whole point. This is how to draw. Just no, but teach you how to draw. But I'm a terrible student. So I don't want him to feel bad for not being able to teach me how to draw. <laughs> <laughs> He'll start sending me private messages. Please don't draw along. You're making me look like a bad teacher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, that's going to be awesome. Uh, next week's book, uh, six issues. Uh, Written by Andy yes. Lannan and Dan Abnett. Uh, so yeah, there we go. Awesome. Look forward to that. Don't forget to read along so you can share your opinions and your scores in the chat. So yeah, with that done, with that said, and this book covered, there's nothing left to do now but get your waves out. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Love you. <laughs>